Okay, so um, last week um, I was sharing with you guys about how I'd been kind of struggling with some negativity, some negative thoughts, and how we need to really focus and think about who or what are we actually listening to. And I'd realized that it is really easy to fall into negative patterns, and I was reminded to think of all that God had done in the past and trust that he would come through again. And I've been banging on about Joshua and identifying our Jerichos. The promises we're praying around. The miracles we're marching around. The dreams our lives are revolving around. And about how we need to keep circling until we see these walls come down. And this week as I reflected on that some more, I was just thinking, if we're going to be able to keep doing this, to keep circling, we're going to need to persevere. And we're going to need to be in this for the long haul. So, yeah. Because it is easy to forget the good things that God has done. And also, we have an enemy who's constantly trying to drag us down, to distract us, to take us away from all that God has for us. So we need to put things in place that are going to help us stand firm and last the course. And um, I don't know about you, but I find this time of year a wee bit strange, like, for us, we've got three kids going back to school, so it feels like we're building up to a new term, we're ramping up to something, and maybe some of you don't have that in your house, you're not going back to school or your kids aren't going back to school, but it is a bit strange in the summer in church, you know, some people are away on holidays, it's a bit of a kind of weird time, but I think this time in church life as well as school life, we're just... We're starting a new term. We're expectant of what God's going to do. And sometimes for me, I can find that a wee bit daunting as well as exciting because I know that whatever this term holds, there's going to be challenges at some point, you know, in our own families, um, in work perhaps, or in church. There's, there's always going to be challenges because that's just basically life, isn't it? So I was thinking this week, how am I going to last the course? How am I going to last this term and beyond? I want to put things in place that are good and strong foundations to help me. And I came across this thing this week, some really practical tips that were so helpful. So I want to share them with you this morning. To be honest, I don't think any of them are going to be new. You're going to have heard them all before, but it's good to be reminded. There's 10 tips so some of us are going back to school, so maybe you can look through the 10 as I tell you them and give yourself a mark out of 10 at the end to see how good you are going back. So we can feel overwhelmed, as I said. We're living in turbulent times. We just have to turn on the news, as I keep saying. You know, there's just fear, confusion, fake news, what's real, what's not real, all this stuff. And Christine Keane shared these top tips this week to find or help ourselves in the midst of the storms that we find ourselves in. Psalm 61 says, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And if you're feeling overwhelmed this week, whether it's by what you're seeing on your TV, something that's happening in your own family, maybe something's going down at work, or, or you're just feeling that angst, that feeling, I just want to encourage you to lift your eyes to Jesus. He is the rock, and he will lead us into still waters. He will restore our soul. But here's some practical things. All of this is coming from the word of God. And last week I shared Psalm 16. 
how that helped me so much. When I keep my eyes on the Lord, I will not be shaken. And I just wanted to ask you this morning, as we start a new term, maybe it's time to refresh our habits. Are you going regularly to the word of God? Psalm 119 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And sometimes we can get out of those habits. But reading scripture is fundamental to our faith and who we are. And if you're finding that hard, I just want to encourage you this morning to think creatively about that. You know, focus on a certain book, a certain verse, find a book that will help you, write a journal, find someone you know who is really good at reading the Bible and just say, help me, I want to do this better. We need to dig into our Bible in this term, dig into the word of God. Secondly, we've just done it and we've been in the presence of God through music and we have spoken about this so many times in our church, the importance of worship. And this morning, um, Mel led us, and one of the things she said that hit me was, your praise will be our battle cry. We're in a battle, and worship is a place where we can win victories as we cry out to God. And Colossians 3.16 says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude in your heart. What a beautiful name. We sang that this morning too. What are the songs that are stirring your heart? Get them on YouTube or Apple Music or download a playlist. Like if Paul can do it, anyone can do it. But get into worship in his presence. It changes our perspective. These are all really obvious, but I'm just asking us today, what are we doing often? Talk to God. Prayer helps to change our perspective. And I just feel like God is teaching me so much about prayer at the moment. And I thought, why am I feeling negative? Am I listening to people? Am I listening to my own silly thoughts? What am I, I, I need to talk to God first. And I just feel there's so much more for me and all of us to discover in this area. And um, I read this this week from The Circle Maker, which is my favorite book at the moment. Imagination is the road less taken, but it is the pathway of prayer. Prayer and imagination are directly proportional. The more you pray, the bigger your imagination becomes because the Holy Spirit supersizes it with God-sized dreams. One litmus test of spiritual maturity is whether your dreams are getting bigger or smaller. The older you get, the more faith you should have because you've experienced more of God's faithfulness. And it's God's faithfulness that increases our faith and enlarges our dreams. You know, our prayers aren't just like dial 999 and you need help with something. Our prayers are like an opportunity to dream with God. How is our faith increasing as we spend time in prayer? Are we allowing him to shape our imagination on what could be in our own lives, in this church, in this community, in the lives of people that we love? Is the Holy Spirit supersizing your imagination? And um, one person who I thought of when I was thinking about this, she's not here today, so I'm going to fully talk about her behind her back, is Joey Burgess. She's not here, it's okay. Um, we've been talking a lot um, about fostering and caring for vulnerable children and befriending. And the thing I love about Julie is when she talks about it, she comes alive and she just has all these ideas and dreams and 
um, she's talking to social workers from the trust and we were talking about kids who are leaving care or foster homes and becoming independent aged 17 or 18. So first of all, we thought of the wee care toiletry bags and during the summer that was one of the things we did. But Julie's like, well, we could do like a cook-it program and teach them how to make meals. Um, we could help them to budget. And her mind just goes, goes, goes every time we have a conversation. And I just think, God has given her this heart for vulnerable children and that's the Holy Spirit just really she's dreaming with God and she's praying and we're seeing amazing things happen so just to encourage you you know praying and dreaming is amazing and God is going to do amazing things and someone kindly texted me last week to remind me of this after I spoke the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective from James 5 and I just trust that as we press into prayer Together, we're going to see God do amazing things. This one, we're doing it right now. Gather with believers so they can help strengthen your faith. Another thing we've talked about so many times in church is we need community. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, Proverbs 27. You know, who are we hanging about with that is urging us on, spurring us on, and shameless plug, um, Life groups will be coming up in 2017, not 2016. And they're a place to care for each other, to spur each other on, to celebrate the good things, to cry about the bad things. I just really urge you to get into one. And in this church, we're always just trying to create environments where we can spur each other on, pray for each other, encourage each other. Ladies, um, coming up in October, we're going to have another gathering where we're going to eat together, share our stories and pray. I love the theme, she reaches in to fall, holding tight and letting go in the changing seasons. Girls, if you're first to third year or younger ones are out, I just love that we're giving our girls this opportunity at the end of the month. I'm excited to see this be part of their DNA where they spur each other on and that's part of our whole kids ministry and what we're trying to do. So just gather in community find a way to do that guys we can't do this on our own we'll just fizzle out this is a very practical one that i'm going to share next go out and do some form of exercise you'll feel stronger and better and you know we believe that we're all one physical mental emotional spiritual so we can't do one thing and neglect another so i thought it would be useful to find some examples of people in our church to inspire us in this exercise, so I found some photos, um, if you're ready for this. This is our lads last week. I partly did this for their benefit, and I don't think any of them are actually here. <laughs> Thanks, lads. This is the lads winning the football tournament, so you could be like that. You could be like, oh, you can't see us. <laughs> it's Matt. Running along the front doing a victory run. You could be like that. These might not come out too good. That was Paul doing the marathon. Oh no, I'm not going to tell you that. There's anguish on his face. If you want to see it, Ian, I'll show you on the screen later. <laughs> and I hope this comes out. Kind of. You're never too young to take up a sport, um, perhaps golf. But when you're older, like Terry on the right there, you might need to think about hiring out the cart <laughs> to get around your 18 holes. <laughs> and this one, surf's up. 
Um, this is Aaron and Joey and Janice and some of the guys. You could get out in the water. So there's so many ways we can do that. Um, just encouraging you um, to do some exercise. This one, you could do a whole sermon on social media, which Paul is kind of busting to do. It's coming. But we have to admit, some of us are a bit glued to our phones. And this was kind of for the young people. So if your young person isn't here, you can pass this on. And some of the older ones do need this. How many times a day do you check your Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat? How many of us have checked how many likes or comments we have? We do need to be careful about how social media shapes our thinking. Is God first in our minds and hearts or are we first to click on Facebook um, before the Bible app? And I read this this week. Um, with the pervasiveness of social media, young people are very much focused on making large numbers of superficial connections and on how they are perceived rather than on close friendships. The use of social media has already been linked to an increase in anxiety in young people, so should we brace ourselves for a future social anxiety epidemic? This was written by a psychiatrist and filmmaker. You know, we might be connected with loads of people, but how many do we know in real life? And um, last night I was with my friends from university who I've known for 25 years. And we just laughed together. We cried together. We've known each other for such a long time. And I was just thinking, I do not take that for granted. Like, I know that other people don't have long friendships like that. And I want that for all of us. I want that for our young people to cultivate that like I hope that Holly and the guys at uni will meet friends that will last a lifetime and this goes back to community and investing in relationships and I just want to encourage you today if that's not something you have to go after that to ask God for that to cultivate that um, and just a wee test here I'm sorry I'm going on about this but I think it's important for all of us these are things to look out for if you're being adversely affected by social media, which I found this week. Low self-esteem, feeling low when you see other people's images and lifestyle, envy of other people's lives, wishing your life was like theirs. Finding social media is your first and only choice of activity for enjoyment. Not having as many face-to-face -face conversations with your friends and relatives and feeling disconnected. Being unable to do anything without feeling you need to share it online. We all know those people. Um, so just like want to say, you know, social media can be a great thing and connect us, but don't let it take over. Um, and that was one of the things that she had pointed out. It will give you peace if you're not checking it all the time. I'm sorry if that doesn't apply to you if you don't have it. This is a practical one too. Turn off the TV, go for a walk outside. God's creation will remind you that he's still in control. There's so many beautiful places where we live. The castle and Whitehead, one of my favorites where I grew up. So just that's an encouragement. Get outside. We love creation and God speaks to us there. Evaluate the voices that are speaking into your life and eradicate the negative ones. I kind of spoke about that last week, so I'm not going to talk about it too much, but... Who are those people here spurring you on and encouraging you? Now this next one, I think some of us are better at it than others. Go out and do something fun. Laughter does good like medicine. So I thought again I would look for some inspiration from some of you guys um, of how you've had fun. 
So I'm just saying, if you put it out there on Facebook, it's out there for public consumption. So some photos will be coming up that hopefully will inspire you. This is the old youth lads having fun at Brown's Bay, and none of them have maybe appreciated it. Just pointing that out again. Um, so old youth having s'mores, um, good fun, good times. This is some of the girls at Summer Madness, Beth and Julie and Eve, yeah. And this is some of the guys from our church having food together. I think food featured a lot with the men's group this year, I hear. Good times. Who could forget this night and this promo video? This was our 990s night last year. Stephen and Stephen rocking it. And they're not here to appreciate it either, <laughs> don't they? Elaine's going to kill me. That was on Facebook. I don't know where her and Jenny were, but they look like they're having some laughs and some fun. Sorry, Jenny. Jenny's here. Um, fancy dress seems to feature quite a lot in people from church's parties. Oops, coming up. This is Scooby-Doo, Colin and Ashley dressed as Scooby-Doo and the gang. And a few years ago, our very own Jude dressed up as Avatar with Hannah. I think they win the prize for the best ever attention to detail. And on the right, you can't really see, but that is Stephen McCaffrey with green paint dressed as the Incredible Hulk. And just to prove you can have fun no matter what age you are. Sorry, Melissa. <laughs> fun doesn't stop when you're 40, which I'm glad about. And the girls are looking good here. <laughs> Mel, Leslie, Jude, just to name you for the tape. Um, some singing was going on at the party and some dancing. Sorry, these are on Facebook too which seemed to get more exuberant as the night went on. And I don't think Du Bois is here either to appreciate this. <laughs> He's getting even more excited. Or perhaps you could be like Stephen Hillis, who's also not here to appreciate my comments. If you could go into various cool spots in Belfast for some fun, McHugh's, these are all on his Facebook, the Spaniards. Can't even remember the name of that one, but oh sorry, I forgot with him, it's not for fun, it's work. So it's important for us to have fun and laughter. There's going to be challenges ahead, we've got difficult things in our life, but I want you to think, how am I having fun? Because we need to do it and treasure the people that you can do that with. And finally, number 10. The last one on my list today is find a way to help someone else. It will help you get your mind off yourself. And I have had so many examples of that this week um, with our Acts Week that Paul mentioned. So I just wanted to show you some of the highlights. This is the crew at Sure Start um, painting the furniture after we cleared up the playground. Um, don't tell this person's boss he was here, not mentioning his name. Um, this is us um, on the first day getting ready to start and we were kind of given bacon bats by the Sure Start staff which set us off on a good foot. So it was great to clear that playground and just lovely to keep that connection building and the kids who use that and their families will love it. Some help from some junior members at church and this is the guys brushing up. And this is the beach cleanup, so you can see what it was like when they started. It's pretty awful, actually. 
um, I think I showed you how many bags of fuel. That was the tea. Ready for action. Um, that was just some of the rubbish and bags they cleared from the beach. Um, then we went to Central. This is Julian clearing the weeds. And this is the team. And one thing I thought about the selfie stick is surely you're not meant to see the selfie stick in the photo, Paul. His technical ability, he might be able to download a playlist, but he can't take a decent selfie. Anyway. <laughs> That's good. Thank goodness for that. Right, this is Owen helping to plant the new plants in there. Um, th this is the finished article, one of them anyway. And this is Caroline Ash's boot, full of school bags, because this week we've delivered 80 school bags and their contents to various schools, Sure Start and Cap, and they're going to go to families in our town who are finding it hard to provide these for their kids um, for different reasons. And just a quick plug, if you're in Lidl, don't forget to vote for ARC bags because we'll get money that will fund this project for the next year or more if we get the winning amount of money. Um, these are crops gathered from our allotment um, this week um, that Carly and Sarah and the team and have been doing and Andrea got these photos for me. And the very next photo is the cricket program using those same crops to make the food to teenagers who are leaving care. And I feel emotional because that is just God joining the dots and he keeps doing it. He, keep he keeps joining the dots and it's just fabulous. I love how he's doing it with all our compassion work. So that's a basic one. You know, when we, all of us who were doing those different things this week, you know, when the guys are up at the allotment and people are putting school bags together, we're taking our mind off us and our stuff and we're putting our minds onto other people. So this is the full list um, that I've just done. And I just want you to look down the list now, take a minute. Maybe there's some of them you're great at. You're all over it. You love your Bible. You're praying all the time. You're not on social media, whatever it is. But maybe some of them you need to think, well, actually, God's speaking to me about that area. There's things that he's telling me that I need to do or not do. So read the word of God, play worship music, talk to God, gather with believers, get outside, do exercise, stop checking your social media so much, go for a walk, evaluate the voices that are negative and eradicate them, go and do something fun and find a way to help someone else. So what's your score out of 10? What are the things in this term that if we're going to be in it for the long haul, you want us you want to be obedient to the voice of God and change. And finally, um, this is 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. Stand firm. We want to be in it for the long haul. We want to stand firm in our faith. We want to be courageous. We want to be strong. And these simple things that I've shared this morning that we all know, but it's just a reminder, are going to help us. And I just felt this morning as we were praying before church, this morning is about strengthening, strengthening us. And um, we prayed over Holly, be brave. You know, we all need to be brave. We all need to be courageous. And I just pray this for all of us. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous and be strong. If you want to stand, if the band want to come back, can you take that?
So um, we're just going to spend some more time in worship, which is on our list. And I just really um, think as we sing this song, just be open to the Lord. Just say, Lord, what is it you're speaking to me about? What is the thing that I need to do on that list to help me stand firm? Or it could be more than one. And just, I'm just going to pray before we sing. Lord, we want to stand firm. We want to be in this for the long haul. We want to keep showing up. Lord, we love you. You're worthy. We thank you for Jesus that gives us the opportunity to stand here and be in your presence. So, Lord, as we sing these songs, would you speak to us? Would you prompt us? Would you nudge us? And, Lord, help us to be obedient. <laughs> 